After these four nights, it sure feels like we know these people, doesn't it? Um, I talked so much already about these stories that I don't have a lot more to say this evening. So I want to share with you something that was said to me and to a small congregation of, of uh, uh, Catholics in a little village in France. So I was on my pilgrimage. It's uh, the one, the second one, walking through France, and I come to this little village. Well, it's not a too little a village because I was I'd left early in the morning to try and get there. It was a Sunday, and I wanted to to make sure I got there for their eleven o'clock mass. And um, so I planned my departure from the other place, and I walked a few hours, and and indeed I got there. You know, maybe two or three, four, three hours. I don't remember. And I got to the edge of town and I was trying to figure out my way into the center of town and kind of following the little arrows as much as I could. And I really didn't quite, really quite know where I was going through the, the streets of this small little place. But, you know, you, you kind of just stay straight ahead. It's not going to get, you can't get too lost. And this little man came out of a house and he said to me, Bon dimanche, pèlerin. I said, oh, bon dimanche, monsieur. Good, good Sunday. And so I said, uh, you know, où est l'église? Where's the church? He says, I'm going there now. Let's go. So he leads me to the church and it's this beautiful old, I don't know, maybe 16th century, beautiful little French country church. And and so he leads me in and he shakes my hand and he introduces himself by name. I forget the name. Maybe it was Pierre or something like that. Who knows? Doesn't matter. And I, I find a place and I sit next to this big, big stone column. There's a little stool there and I drop my backpack and my, my little trekking poles and I'm all sweaty and, and I'm just enjoying the cool of this, this lovely old church. And, and I was maybe 15 or 20 minutes early, which was pretty great because, you know, it's hard to know exactly how long it's going to take you to get from one place to another when you don't know the place really. And there's always the possibility of a disaster along the way, you know, a bee sting or a trip and turn an ankle or something, you know, nothing happened. It was a good Sunday morning. And so I was sitting there and he started to start watching the people coming in and um, the French people, at least in, in rural France, they, they really dress up for Mass on Sunday and the elderly women wear their pearls and, and the gentlemen wear their little suit coats and their ties and the kids get rid of their Adidas and their Nikes and put on real leather shoes. It's really, really nice. You know, they, it's really a special time. And as people are coming into this little church, they're greeting one another. There's lots of bonjours and bon dimanche, comment allez-vous? And all that sort of stuff, and they're smiling and greeting one another. And, and this is in a country which, which uh, sadly is, you know, there's not a, a lot of religion left in France and Europe. There's, but here's this beautiful little community gathering, and 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 you start seeing the the people who are going to be doing the work of the mass. There's a couple of kids go running back into the sacristy to get dressed up in their white little robes and. And there's a little a girl with Down syndrome who's in charge of the baskets and she's smiling at everybody as she brings the baskets to the little table set in the middle aisle and everybody's greeting her and, and hugging her and she's smiling and all bright and cheery and, and there's a f- older gentleman with this huge um, mustache it like goes out to here and is twirled at the end and he's up at the ambo he's practicing the readings and making sure his voice is in tune and and I think he you know and then there's the choir is forming and and it's just sort of lovely to watch all of this take place 
And then eventually the little priest comes in. He's kind of a chubby little guy and he's dressed in a gray suit. And he comes in and he greets everybody and he goes down the aisles. And then he sneaks into the sacristy and comes out and they set up for the procession. And suddenly the procession starts and this little community starts singing a beautiful little hymn. And and mass starts and you feel just so at home. Because, you know, at this point now you know what's going to happen and it's all just wonderful. And you feel so good, you know, so good to have these roots uh, under your feet when you're out in the middle of a strange world and you don't know anybody. Anyway, the Mass continues, and lo and behold, the reading for that morning is the one we just heard. It's the story of the shepherd and the woman and, of course, the, the loving father and his two uh, kind of goofy sons. And... So I listened to the reading, I recognized it, it's all in beautiful French and proclaimed love beautifully by the, the little priest and, and, and then he begins his sermon, his little homily. And it's all written down. He's got little papers there and he's reading it. He's probably delivered it 20 times over the last 50 years. I don't know. You know, it's his same little beautiful homily. And, and I, it was one of those little miracles where, where suddenly, even though I didn't really speak much French and understand much French, you know, just enough to get by, I caught the homily. It was like, gosh, I'm understanding this. You know, maybe because I knew enough Spanish or I'd been in France long enough, but it was, it was coming in. I was, I was getting it. And, and his homily was not one that I expected really, but it really caught my attention in it. And it was brief. It wasn't very long, like, like my talks have been, you know. It didn't take him four nights to figure out the, the whole thing. And basically what he said was, you know, God is a father. And these two sons, they, they show us something important. The younger son, in spite of his sin, receives the father's love and allows the father to be a father to him. And the older son does not receive the father's love and the father cannot be a father to him. And that's God. God cannot be God if we do not accept his forgiveness and his love. If we say we can do it ourselves, if we say, I don't need God really, I can fix myself, I can repair myself, I can get things done myself, then God can't be God for us. And that was basically it. And I said, no wonder he's kept that sermon, because it was really good. And it gave me something to think on for the next hours as I walked. And it was just lovely. It was perfect. You know, if we don't acknowledge our sin and receive the gift of God's forgiveness, God can't be God. He can't be father to us. He can't be mother to us. But no matter what we've done, no matter where we find ourselves, no matter how lost or how dead we may be, when we raise our hands and allow the Father to love us, embrace us, kiss us, forgive us in His mercy, God then is God. 
The father then is the father. The mother then is the mother. The shepherd then is the shepherd for us. So with that thought, that's about all I have to say tonight. By the way, that story's in my new book, so if you haven't bought it already, <laughs> it's on Amazon. So we want to take a few minutes now, again, to just recollect, to listen to some beautiful, prayerful music, to pray a little bit, and then we'll have the opportunity for individual confession. The examination of conscience that often accompanies these kinds of services, we've been doing that now for how many nights? The stories have given us plenty to think about over these days and to reflect upon.